So, McKay, you think you're pretty good, don't you? <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> well, I think you're pretty good. Hmm. Well, the good news is we have the rest of our lives to work on being amazing together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Live from the mysterious mist-enshrouded mountaintop headquarters of X and Y Communications, it's X and Y on the Fly with your hosts, Scott McKay and Emily Grillo. Hello everyone and a pleasant good evening to you, or good morning to you, depending on where you are and what time it is. This is the X and Y on the Fly dating podcast brought to you as always on the X and Y Communications Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Scott McKay, and with me, as always, is the lovely and talented co-host, Emily Grillo. Hello, everyone. And Emily, I'm excited about today's podcast because it's called From Good to Amazing. And no matter what type of person you are, whether it be ordinary or someone who's always getting second, third dates, who's just really great, how do we take that to a next level, which is just amazing, unforgettable? You know, we've been on those dates where somebody we've been with was just truly unforgettable, and we want it to be around them more often. Yeah, how could we become that kind of yeah, person? Yeah, how did we get there? How do we become the most intriguing person we can possibly be to the date we're with? So that everybody you're with wants to be with you. Very well then, Emily. I suppose the best place to start when we're talking about how to make an excellent impression on somebody would be how to make an excellent first impression on somebody on a date. What do you think? Uh, absolutely. And I would start with the way you dress. I think that's so important, you know, that your clothes match and that you have some certain things put together there. Well, that would make us good. What would make us excellent? Oh, I tell you what does it for me, the cologne. The cologne. Now, you know, it's interesting because if a guy overdoes the cologne, he goes from being, well, not good or excellent to just being creepy. Or nauseous, oh goodness, especially if you're allergic to perfume. Right, exactly. Well, hopefully <laughs> guys aren't wearing perfume. It's more of a cologne. Cologne. Thing. Either way. What colognes in particular? Let's name some names. Okay. Oh, I love Obsession. Oh, yeah. A lot of women are really into Obsession, even though it's been around and on the market for a while. It seems like if a guy just puts a little bit of Obsession on, mm. just it will make him memorable. Enough to where you can barely smell it, but you can smell it on him, and you just need to get close to smell it. How important is scent to a woman like that? Very key. Very key. Very women are really, really just attracted to a guy who smells good, aren't they? If I'm walking in a building and a guy's walking out, I'll take notice if I smell that wonderful scent. Just the, the scent of obsession? Yes. Well, I have some that, you know, you've smelled before on me. Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah. Mark Jacobs. Awesome. Both of which, incidentally, I never would have picked out for myself. But well, Dolce & Gabbana, a nighttime cologne, Mark Jacobs in the daytime. Really? Well, you know, I would describe any scent that's very masculine and sweet is my type of cologne that I like. A sweet, masculine sweet, masculine, cologne. sweet cologne. I didn't know such a thing existed. Well, that's what Obsession and the ones you called out smell like to me. Well, you know, it's important that a guy, when he's shopping for a cologne, not go out and get the one he thinks smells best, but to actually take some, to pull some women. Right. Either pull them or bring your girlfriends, you know, friends that you like to, with you when you go shopping for clones. Well, there's a way to plan a date. Hey, look, i got to go buy some cologne. you want to go with me? 
Oh, yeah, we love picking out stuff like that for you guys. Look, there's a freebie. So, all right, we've got the cologne. We've sprayed on just a little bit, not a lot. And when we've taken a shower before a date, we've made sure that we've scrubbed ourselves really good. If you have to, take three showers. Take three showers, just like David D'Angelo says in his book. You know, take, wash yourself three times every time you take a shower before you go on a date. I think that's good advice. Oh, we like it when you all smell good. If you smell kind of sour, eh. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's amazing how many women don't smell good on a date. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And, you know, if a woman wears a certain kind of perfume or cologne, um, we go nuts also. It's very, very memorable memorable to us guys, too. So what's the type of cologne you like? Well, let's see. Giorgio Blue is a good one. Right. A very good one. Yeah. And you know what's really, really funny, Emily? Mm. Guys aren't very good at remembering the names of them. That's okay. But I think any time a woman is wearing a nice flowery perfume, yeah, I think that smells good to a guy. And we remember that. Now, it's funny because when you break up with someone who used to wear the same perfume all the time, you never want to smell it again. And every time a woman has that cologne or perfume on, you know, you're reminded of some ex-girlfriend, and that's probably not amazing. That's kind of tricky, isn't it? It is a tricky thing. But I think... For the most part, it's it's nice to smell good, and that, that scent makes an amazing impression. Now, how about once you smell nice, you talked about having a sense of style. For a guy, we love. I love, I'm not going to speak for every guy, but if a woman has gotten a manicure and a pedicure and, you know, has gone out of her way to make her hair look nice and to dress up nice, the first thing a guy thinks is, wow, she did that for me. Oh, that's nice to know that. Oh, yeah. That makes an amazing first impression. And now I always get comments about that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because you do take care of yourself. And I noticed that the first time I met you. I noticed that you... And, you know, you even said so. You were a little bit late the first time we ever met. Because oh, you said, oh, I was right. picking out the right clothes. And <laughs> I, I was very endeared by that. And, you know, that did make an excellent impression. Even though you were late, you told me why. And the reason, reason was impressive. Now, I don't know if that would work for a guy. Well, I hadn't realized that, but I did know that impressions were so important and making sure that you know, your clothes are right, that your legs are shaved, that your nails are done, that you're well-groomed. Yeah, guys love that. And if the guy can can absolutely ascertain that the woman has done something special to prepare for the date in terms of making herself beautiful, we do recognize that. Um, so, yeah, we've got how we're dressed, how we've prepared ourselves. You know what? When you first meet someone, what can really make an amazing first impression? Hmm. Well, I know I like on a guy for his hair to be perfect as well as his eyebrows. We don't oh, okay. like the uni-eyebrow. Okay, <laughs> the unibrow. Okay, so we're still going to talk about appearance here for a second. Yeah, let's just touch okay. on a couple more a couple things more that things. are important. Trim the nose hair, trim the eyebrow hairs, and actually women notice when you're groomed that little extra bit, don't they? If we don't notice it unconsciously, we will. Now, you and I are going to diverge a little bit here on the metrosexual topic, aren't we? Yes. How can a guy be a nail clipper, you know, cuticle trimmer, smell good, look good kind of guy, and and not really be the David Beckham metrosexual kind of guy? Because, you know, you got to be masculine. Well, masculine comes from not the way you look, but more of the way you act. So you can be a guy who drives a pickup truck, goes fishing, does his thing, but when you go on a date, trim the eyebrows, make sure you don't have any nose hair, and you've kind of done a good job that way of, I don't know, riding the fence a little bit. Yeah. 
act like a man, be a man, but but don't let anything having to do with your own personal grooming be an issue. Because women do love guys who groom themselves. Oh, yeah, it takes you to the next level just being oh, awesome. Now, here's what I think, okay? If a guy can remain in control of the situation, meaning he's not kissing up to the woman, he's not going, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful, I, I'm so nervous and fumbling all over myself that I can't even believe I'm on this date. You know, If he can be completely confident, that takes him from average to amazing right there because so few guys have that inherent confidence, right? That's right. But, you know, you just mentioned something. We were were watching the show the other night. Remember the guys got all dressed up? The girls dressed the guys up. Oh, yeah, that was the Beauty and the Geek show. To go from geeky to really handsome. Right. And the one thing that the guys said, because they had to go get phone numbers, is, oh, I don't know how I'm going to ask for my numbers. Once they got dressed up and saw the women's reaction, their confidence level just, just went up amazingly. So you're saying that a guy, for example, listening to this podcast, if he just starts taking... A little bit more notice of the kind of style he has when he's meeting women or on the first date, you're kind of going to see in that guy, more often than not, a spike in his confidence, just by virtue of him having taken a little bit more care of himself in that way. Well, uh, even the guy himself is going to take notice of his own confidence. You know, it's like it's like when we uh, we have motocross racers. For those of you listening, Emily and I like to like to race motocross. And when we see kids or even adults get sponsored by the team that we're with and they put on the jersey and they put on the pants, they're all of a sudden faster and and more confident they're going to win. So just like people who are sponsored put on a different uniform that makes them look sharper and seem faster and they become that way, that kind of self-fulfilling prophecy kind of bleeds over in the dating world. If a guy dresses up in the full factory uniform so to speak, or a woman does the same, and she gets on a date with a guy, she's already going to feel better about herself, and that is just going to shine through in the eyes of the person she's on the date with. Yes, absolutely. You know, I agree with you. You know, I don't think I don't think guys want to, you know, kind of dress up in the classic Guido deal where, you know, they're, they're going overboard and trying to, to wear the ladies' man's clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Have some style and do the things we've talked about and still, you know, have it be your style. Don't be someone you're not. And I think women do the same thing. And I think you have indeed made a really, really good first impression. Right. And if you're really having a hard time with this confidence and trying to look good, just do a makeover. It just does wonders for the ego. Yeah, it's good. Let's, let's see how many guys listening to this are going to go drag themselves in and get a makeover done. <laughs> Virtual makeover, maybe. You know what I did? You know what I did when I decided it was time for me to stop wearing T-shirts and Old Navy, you know, washed-out shorts on weekends? You know what I did? What did you do? I walked into a few key stores, not even necessarily expensive ones. I found a woman I thought was dressed nice, preferably attractive, so I could hit on her. Right? Not a bad idea. And I had her shop with me. I said, okay, I want you to, to help me pick out clothes that are going to make me look good. And every time I did that, the woman was excited to do it. And you know what? She was never wrong. Never wrong. So, guys, there's a way to meet women right there. Say, go into your favorite store and say, hey, or maybe it better not be your favorite store. First of all, ask a few women you know which store you should be going to. <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah, that's a good start. And then go to that store, pick out the finest looking hottie you possibly can, and have her literally dress you. 
Oh, we love to dress, guys. I mean, think about don't, it. Don't ask for it like that. Don't say, please dress me. Don't, you know, don't get the mommy, you know, son thing going. You know, go in there like a man and say, hey, look, you know what? I need to, I need to spend about $500 in clothes, whatever your budget is, and you are going to help me pick them out because you work here and you're going to make me look good. And the girl will go, okay, every well, time. Even from the woman's perspective, I know I, I am never always like the latest in fashions of knowing what to pick. But I'd go into a store and I'd ask the ladies that work there, and I, and I was careful to pick one that actually had some style to herself and have her pick things out for me. And that's gone a long ways for me, too. Even finding out what colors look best on you. Well, I wasn't worried about colors. I was more worried about, for example, wardrobe, since I travel a lot. Clothes get wrinkled. Well, I don't want my clothes wrinkled because it's hard to unwrinkle them and go out wherever you are. So even down to the details of fabric type was important. And they know those things. You know, we're spending a lot of time talking about this, but Emily, I think it, it isn't that we're that shallow. It's just that you've mentioned a lot that people nowadays just slum around more often than they used to. It seems like nobody even bothers anymore. No, they don't. And it makes a huge difference. Think about it from a, a woman's perspective. There are hundreds of women out there that we're competing with. Well, guys, too. Same thing. But from you know, speaking from the woman's aspect, there's hundreds of us out there that we're competing against. If we're all wearing T-shirts and jeans, then we're no different than everybody else. But if we can wear like the nice blouse that we like and the cute little pants, um, that sets us apart from the others. Now a lot of guys would say they don't really care what she's wearing as long as she's cute. Yeah, but but the style that the woman carries herself with. There's always an undercurrent that that guy is going to notice. And if that woman can be true to her style and look good and smell good, we do notice that. And we talked about this earlier. It does, re- it does flow all the way down through that, all the way into the confidence level. And, you know, when a guy shows up on a date, moving away from the, from the looks mm-hmm. department and, you know, how you present yourself, and even though that's incredibly important from going to good to excellent because so few people take care of it nowadays – when a guy shows up and he knows how to be masculine, he's not he's not in awe of the woman he's with, and he says, okay, here's a chance for you and I to get along with each other, and he can just start the conversation as if he's known her forever and take the lead in making everybody feel comfortable, how amazing is that to a woman? That's refreshing. It's incredibly rare, isn't it? Very rare. It, you don't get the interview questions. Ooh, yeah. You don't get the, uh, well, you know, I, I haven't, I've gone on a, um, a few dates and they didn't go well, but I'm hoping this one goes better. <laughs> That's like the, the oh. day from hell, right? Or, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Or, I'm going to pressure you for sex from the get-go. All that stuff is, is, is not even good. That's mediocre. Excellence to me. You know, if a woman can do this for a guy, if a woman shows up and just jumps right into conversation as if they've known each other for years, that is truly phenomenal. Yeah. And what are some ways that we can do that? What would you tell a guy to, in order, when he shows up at a date, what should he talk about? Well, I think if a guy knows just a couple things about the current events that have been going on, if he's picked up the Parade magazine. The tabloids. And says, man, what do you think about that deal with Britney Spears and Kevin Federline? Or, you know, even says, you know, something about, I don't really understand what's going on with this. Have you heard about that? I'm a guy. I don't pay attention to this stuff. You'll just get her talking. Right. My favorite thing to do is to 
pick up on something that happened to me on the way there. Even, even It can be as small a deal as I heard a song I hadn't heard in years on the radio on the way in here. Remember that song? And she'll go, oh yeah. I was like, you know, and, I, and you can get her take on it. I didn't even really like that song or whatever, but it's just, I can't believe it. It reminds me of when I did this when I was a kid. What about you? Something that small. You can say, man, on the way in here I saw a license plate that said this. What do you think that guy's about? Mm-hmm. Any little thing that you picked up on that was interesting, just jump right into the conversation with it. You can learn a lot about people this way without even giving an interview question. In in a way, you got everything you wanted. And nobody does this on a date. It seems so elementary. Someone out there is listening to this going, you mean everybody doesn't do that? Well, you who are listening saying that, you are phenomenal. If you're a woman and you do this on a date, instead of just sitting around waiting for the guy to be nervous, women do that. It's a test. Women will just put their, cross their arms and go, well, start, talk to me. I, I never could do that to anybody. I always felt the need to be ready and prepared to help facilitate the conversation just in case I end up in that situation. Well, because I'm the same as you, that could be why we got along on our first date and said, wow. It was wonderful. There's an amazing person sitting across from me. Right. I can count, Emily, I've been out with a lot of women. I can count on one hand the number of women who sat down at a table and jumped into conversation like we'd known each other. Oh, wow. One hand. And yes, that completely differentiates someone from being just okay to being excellent. You know what we should do, babe? What? We should do a newsletter that, because this particular subject on conversation is a whole subject in itself. First date conversation. Exactly. Let's just do a newsletter that goes in more detail as what questions to ask and so that they don't turn out to be interview questions and just put more detail into it. Kind of a do-it-yourself first date conversation. Right. That will flow smoothly and just naturally. Let's do that. Let's work on that one together, and we'll do that as a future newsletter. All right. A near future newsletter. Oh, certainly. How about after you get the conversation rolling? So few men know how to be masculine, do that, don't they? And oh, so yeah. few women are really feminine. Hmm. And I think it's very important that men be men and women be women, and we've talked about that before, but how can a guy really, really go from just being a good date to being truly excellent in this world where all male behavior, we're kind of brainwashed into thinking mm-hmm. is bad behavior. This is simple. So so many guys don't know the difference between being a man and being what I call an idiot jerk mm-hmm. that they just totally either go on one side of the spectrum or the other, don't they? They're either too nice and kind of effeminate because they're afraid to be a guy or they're just an idiot jerk and you know, they're belching at the table or whatever. What is it about a guy that makes him truly masculine? Well, I would start with some very basic manners, first of all. Uh, Opening doors for ladies. That is so refreshing. That's so rare nowadays. So chivalry is not something that offends women these days. No, and if a woman gets offended, then you need to move to the next woman. It's her fault. Yeah, something's wrong. So a guy can be confident and kind of not overwhelming to the woman such that, you know, he's just wearing on his sleeve how, oh my gosh, you're the most beautiful woman. Oh, you're so beautiful. I'm laying on the compliments so that the woman just feels creeped out or like, oh, he's, you know, I can do better than him because he's already this into me. Mm-hmm. He can kind of have a quiet confidence about himself where he still is like, yeah, okay, we're evaluating each other, but I'm going to offer her what I consider to be the basic privileges of chivalry as a woman. And I'm going to pull out the, pull out the chair for her, open the door for her, because it's a matter of course not a matter of me kissing up to her. Right. 
And how, how rare is that these days? Extremely rare. To get that part right. It's still refreshing when I just walk into a convenience store and somebody will open the door for me. And this is Texas, where supposedly that stuff's supposed to be alive and well, so... Yes. If you're a guy and you're listening to this, look at what we have here from the woman's perspective. Women do not like to be kissed up to, right? We don't like to be kissed up to. You don't like women... You don't like guys who are, are subservient to you on a date, trying to impress you, but you like a guy to be chivalrous. That's very important. And um, I agree with you. From what I've seen on dates, that's an excellent way to be a man while still being confident and being kind of in control of yourself on the date. Now, here's a really good question. Uh-huh. Who pays for the date? Well, what I've heard is that whoever asked the other person on the date should pay for it. I don't agree. I don't agree either. I think a guy should pay for every date. Now, that's to say... I don't think a guy should be taking a woman on an expensive date just to impress her. Mm -hmm. But I think if the guy is going to sit there with a woman he invited out, and at the end of it say, uh, you know what, I'm kind of fresh out of cash, can you cover this one? <laughs> He's definitely not going to be excellent and incredibly impressive and above and beyond the call of duty of this woman. No, the certainly not. The only way to do that, if you're a man, is to pay for the bill. Yeah. Without even having it be an issue. Matter of fact, if you can pay the bill when she doesn't even know you've already covered it. Yeah, do it discreetly. You you know, wait till she goes and powders her nose, so to speak. Pay the bill. It is never even an issue. You just took care of it. That's going to be impressive. Yeah, because you, the woman won't feel uncomfortable or feel like she's made to feel obligated in any sort of way. It just relieves that that whole issue, like you said. Now, if a guy asks a woman on, let's say, let's go back to the example I gave. We're just going to go, you're going to help me pick out some cologne. All right. That takes the whole issue off the table. Non-threatening. Yeah. I mean, everybody can be themselves. And I don't think there's anything more impressive than going on a date that isn't even really a date scenario. You're just going to go with me and we're going to go food shopping or something. But we have such a blast that we know we're getting along and we know more and more about each other, I think that is the kind of person I would be more impressed by. Yeah, so try to develop more of those type of outings. Exactly. Now, there's nothing wrong. I mean, a lot of times guys who do what I do for a living really tear people apart for going out on what I call classic dates. I am a fan of going on real dates because I enjoy it. I love getting dressed up and going out to a nice restaurant. But, see, the kicker there is I never lay on a woman an agenda of, okay, I'm going to be expecting something because I took you out. My attitude is more like, hey, you know what? I want to try this new restaurant. How about you go with me? And she can either say yes or no. And if she doesn't, I'm going with someone else. Mm -hmm. But I want to go out. I want to have a good time. And I, that, for me, that involves trying a new restaurant. Guys, if you don't like restaurants and nice restaurants and getting dressed up, you will be fake if you're taking women on those kind of outings. That's the big difference. If you are who you are, do it. If you're not, you're not going to be impressive. Right. You're gonna, you're, it's all going to backfire right. on you. Go to places that you like to go to. Matter of fact, most guys, I think, who are truly impressive, have a few standbys they can go out on a first date that they know well. They know the people who have worked there. They know everything that is to be expected about going there, and they can all but guarantee the first date's going to go well because they know the place they're going. Hmm. That's a good idea. I think that separates the excellent from the, ah, eh, they're okays. 
Right. That's one way to you know elevate yourself. Now let's talk about some other things. I think in this culture, unfortunately, having class has gone out the window. Oh, that's right. We have discussed this before. I don't think there's any excuse to curse on a date. No, I think it's a, it's always been a turnoff. You know, that's the first thing I gravitated to. But, you know, a lot of guys just have foul mouths, and they think they're impressing somebody by having a foul mouth. I have never, ever encountered someone who was more impressive because they, they had a foul mouth. No, if anything, they're more impressive when they don't. You will always, always be safe and potentially more impressive if you use the right words and show you have vocabulary. Now, I could go poll a bunch of my friends, and even my friends with foul mouths would tell me that a woman who has foul mouth turns them off. Oh, yeah, that's probably more of a turnoff for a woman to, to say curse words than it is for a man. Probably. And here's another one, and this could be a shocker to all the ladies out there. Ladies who are really touchy-feely quickly, mm-hmm. y- ladies, you may think this is what the guy's you know, wildest dream is, is to have a woman you know, all over him. We're not turned on by that. Huh, that's interesting. A woman who has some class, you know, she can show some sexuality. She can show some interest in us, mm-hmm. you know, with a light touch here and there and a smile. Touch on the shoulder a right. little bit. But women who are very forward sexually very quickly on a date are not showing a lot of class. No, that's true. Would you agree that, with that me? That appears desperate. Well, I think there's some guys who would out, out there who would like that. But they may be looking more for quantity instead of quality, which is what we talk about right, right. here. And ladies, if you're finding yourself with, you know, wanting to be in a relationship and the same guys pop up in your life in and out, in and out, and you're not really finding anyone wanting to stay with you, it could be that you might be too forward. Well, it could be the respect issue also, which this goes right hand in hand with the whole concept of having class. If you want to be above the norm, if you want to be a truly excellent person to be on a date with, someone truly impressive, have some respect. Respect the wait staff. Respect people who you don't want something from on that date. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a woman, you know, she's going to be feeling, oh, this guy's going to be kissing up to me, and maybe the real true colors aren't showing through because he's just being, you know, too respectful. But how about when a guy respects the waiter, respects the parking attendant. Does that speak to you at all? Absolutely. Or, you know, if it's the first, second, or third date and we get around as friends, I always pay attention to whether, how they get along or how he rea- how he reacts to them. How he reacts to your friends. Or even my friends, for that matter. Well, yes, my friends or his friends. friends. Yeah, whoever's friends. However he is around his own friends, does he change when he's around his own friends? Right. Does he transform into this monster? It's amazing. You can see a lot of true colors. You get him around your friends or you get around his friends, you see a complete difference if he is different. And you know what? It is impressive when someone remains consistent and they have class and they have respect. <sighs> My goodness, that's so attractive. And you know, so many guys here nowadays, that oh, we can't kiss up to women. You know, we've got to be a little bit I don't know, you want to call it cocky and funny like David D'Angelo says, which I think there's a, there's a place for, mm-hmm. and I think works incredibly well with women. But the key is, you know, you can be cocky and funny. You cannot kiss up to a woman. You can treat her like a bratty little sister, which I do to you all the time. And mm-hmm. it works like a charm, but you can't fall off, the, fall off the apple cart and become an idiot jerk. Right. You know, you must be respectful. The amazing thing to me, I think, is to be a man 
who isn't in awe of a woman, doesn't kiss up to her, knows how to kind of flirtatiously tease her a little bit. In a playful manner. In a playful manner, kind of helping her do that in return, and it makes a woman feel comfortable and very attracted, Mm -hmm. but never, ever insult her. No, you don't want to put her down or make fun of her nose or anything (laughs) of that manner. You don't want to. And then, you know, remaining consistent in the manner with which you have respect for people the manner with which you have class, if that's consistent across the board, I know for a fact women notice, consciously. Oh, absolutely. And it is incredibly rare. And we're, we're paying attention when we're, when we're around you before those things. And for a guy, guys may not realize it as much, but we look for that from women also. Huh, that's interesting. You know, you know what I kind of liken it to? If you, if, you look, if you ask a guy... What traits about a woman make her really, really beautiful to you? They'll list a bunch of them. They'll never say eyelashes. Mm-hmm. They'll never say a woman's eyelashes are what made her hot to me. But a lot of times, it's the women with long, flowing eyelashes who are the most attractive to the guys. It's very real, but most guys don't recognize it because it's very subliminal to most guys. So that's just kind of an example about how someone may not have the wherewithal to realize what it is that makes someone from good to excellent on a date just by asking. You kind of have to intuitively figure some of that stuff out. And that's kind of some of the red tape, as it were, we're trying to cut through here. Right. Just trying to find those little little extra something that would make the difference. Okay, here's another one. Kissing. Not only kissing skill... But knowing when to kiss. Oh, that's that's more key than anything else. I can't think of anything else that will take someone from the good to absolutely unforgettable department than the right first kiss at the right time. Hmm. Or even making it interesting. You made yours fun. Oh, yeah. Well, that involved the whole text messaging thing, right? That was unique. I've never had that happen before. That was truly, truly unique. <laughs> So we're sitting at a place that's a very laid-back place because we're just getting to know each other. Both of us were kind of dressed down. Right. But we still had style in class. Right. And I felt like, you know, you and I had some chemistry and it was time to kiss. And you were playing with your cell phone for some reason. And I said something to the effect, okay, well, if you're going to play with your cell phone, I'm going to play with mine. And I picked up my cell phone and I text messaged you. Hmm. Remember when I text messaged you? Is it time to kiss? Yeah, I think it's time for our first kiss. That's right. I yeah. think it's time for our first kiss. And you didn't say a word. I was reading it. You were reading it. And you looked at me, kind of giggled, that, that patented giggle of yours, which is another thing that makes you great. And you sent me back. I sent you a text message yes. I said, yes, I think so. And what I did was I leaned over and I gave you a very soft, sweet, but well-timed and very delicious kiss. Yes. And then you left it at that. I left it at that. Didn't say a single word. I just kind of let go of the back of your hand, back of your head, and continued. Mm-hmm. And what did, I, what did I text message you after that? I just picked up my phone and looked at you with this wry look, and I text messaged you again. What did I say? Do you remember? That, that was very nice. No, that's what you said to me. I oh. said, okay, you pass. Oh, that's right. You did, didn't you? <laughs> you <laughs> passed right. the test. You passed. Right? And then you said, oh, you did too. Very nice. And then that was it, and it went from there. We continued conversation. That's right. right. But, you know, none of this 
you know, groveling for a kiss. May I kiss you? Don't ever ask if it's time to kiss her. Um, when that first kiss happens, make it a good one. Make it very sensual without being sexual. Don't linger too much. Don't lick her face. Don't stick your tongue in her mouth. Don't go for any tongue at all. And then look at her and kind of just smile a little bit after you gently part lips. And you will be amazing. Yeah. Right yeah, you're on the right track. Cause <laughs> you're daydreaming instead of talking. I'm, I'm in la-la land right now. <laughs> She's just nodding at the microphone, expecting everybody to see that. Um, so kissing skill, if you have not had a woman absolutely melt when you've kissed her, guys, it's time to work on your skills. Because the right kiss will, will melt a woman every time you kiss her for the first time. But when you have melted her, you have gone from the good to the excellent category. Yes, there Guaranteed. will be another date. There will be another date. What other things? How about after the first date? What makes a person truly excellent? I think long-term consistency. If you can keep up the great things that happen on the first date and keep them going. Mm-hmm. And that means being true to yourself on the first date, second date, so that you can stay consistent. Don't pretend to be something you're not. Right. Oh, exactly. If you were faking it on the first date, it's going to come out. You'll get discovered, and you're going to have to start all over again back to square one. This stuff has got to be consistent. It has to be habit. You have to know how to deserve what you want from the very beginning. Right? Absolutely. I agree with you. So, you know, we've already done 33 minutes of this podcast, and we're getting a little long. So is there anything else we'd want to cover? What about, you know, how do you get the second date? And be excellent about it. You know, do you wait the customary three days before you call her back? Oh, absolutely not. I don't think so either. I think if you had a great no. time on a first date, the most amazing thing you can do is either plan it right there as if it's a foregone conclusion with some degree of confidence if you're a guy. Right. Or go ahead and call her relatively soon and say, hey, you know what, here it is, I had a good time, let's, let's do this again sometime. Yeah. But don't, don't do it like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with you. But I'm not a big fan of leaving her hanging, and I'm almost alone with that. But I have never, ever, ever had an issue with if I'm interested in someone, just just picking up and continuing. It's respectful. I think it's very respectful, and I think if you've been a respectful guy who's masculine and doesn't fall over the girl to begin with, then she's not going to read those kind of things into it when you ask her out again. And you no. know what? And if you call her three days later, she can assume you weren't all that into her. Yeah, especially if you had a very natural, good-flowing date. You know what? I think that if you know how to have the kind of class and confidence necessary to run a first date the right way, you forever can throw away that rule because it doesn't apply to you anymore. Right. I mean, here's, here's another example of what I call going from paint-by-numbers to being a true artist. If you read some dating books on tips and tricks or whatever, I think they give you tips and tricks because that's where beginners need to start. But once you really, really have absorbed enough of this to take it to the advanced level, certain ones of these rules can get bypassed. I mean, nobody likes to wait three days to call someone they like, right? We don't like waiting for someone to call us three days later. If you liked them. If we like them right. Yeah, I mean, if you feel like, hey, maybe things are moving a little too quick, yeah, okay, maybe you should wait some time. But, you know, if the woman wasn't... you make that phone call, just don't make the date immediate. Well, I'm a big fan of when I get her on the phone, go ahead and make the date. Make the date, but, I mean, don't make the date for tomorrow. You can make it for a week from now. Right. Or two weeks from now, whenever, but don't make it for tomorrow. 
Well, I think that's a good... But at least you have some communication there. I think that makes sense. But you get what I'm... You feel what I'm saying? I do. If the woman had a good time with you and she's comfortable with you, then all the game playing, which I think the whole prescribed amount of time to when I'm going to call someone again, I think it's a game. All the game playing goes away. Mm -hmm. And this is all part of someone becoming really excellent enough to know the dating process to say, hey... I'm going to be myself, and myself is attractive to the opposite sex. We're not painting by numbers anymore. We're an artist. I'm an artist. You're an artist. Mm -hmm. I know that when I go on a date, I'm expecting to earn the opportunity or the first rate of refusal for the second date. You know, from the woman's perspective, I always waited for the guy to call me. I always made it a rule not to call the guy, mm-hmm. although there were exceptions. Right. Like if the date went absolutely wonderful and, you know, he paid for it, whatever. Like what did I do with you on our first date? You called me back 20 minutes after I dropped you off, Emily. And what did I do that for? You, so you could thank me. That was it. And I kept it short, sweet, and got off the phone. <laughs> but I was impressed by that. I didn't think you were needy and clingy, and it wasn't a bad thing that you called me back that quickly. Because you were excellent on the date enough to know I had this enough that I knew that this woman has class, this woman has options, and I felt privileged instead of hounded. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to accomplish. And I was memorable you by were. doing that. As a matter of fact, I still kind of remember you. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> okay, everyone, we've come to the end of another podcast. We want to thank you, as always, for listening. Go to our MySpace and make a friend. It's www.myspace.com, X underscore A-N-D underscore Y. We also have a Frapper map. Go to Frapper.com, front slash X-A-N-D-Y, and please pin yourself. As always, we want you to sign up for our newsletter because, folks, if you're not reading our newsletter, you're not getting the information ahead of time to really, truly absorb what we're talking about here on the podcast. So go ahead and sign up for our newsletter if you don't already. And that's at www.deservewhatyouwant.com, all one word. We're um, well over 100 new subscribers every day to this podcast. That's incredible. (laughs) It's awesome. We love it. So we're going to do our best to make sure that our quality material continues. Keep writing to us and keep giving us your suggestions for podcasts. And you may be a guest of ours in the near future. And until next time, be good. And be happy. And be excellent. And be excellent. <laughs>